Welcome back to Gear Review. On the other side of the microphone is Bobby Ratu, and uh, joining me also is Mark Berry. Say what's up, Mark. Hello, everybody. Uh, typically, Reed uh, Smith is with us each week, but uh, this week he is a traveling person taking care of some marketing stuff, so we're going to tackle it being the gadget guys over here. But each week we like to talk about gear and gadgets. This week we're going to talk about the new DJI Ronin S. We love it. It's a super awesome piece of equipment. Um, but before we get started, a quick plug for touchpoint.health. Uh, that's the website that uh, hosts all of our podcasts for the Touchpoint Network. Go check us out. Subscribe to us. Rate and review us. And even check out some of the other shows we got going on, like Data Point and Intersection. And so there's so many awesome things going on here at Touchpoint.health. All right, so let's get started. We're talking about the Ronin S today. We actually were on a shoot yesterday with the Ronin S. And first of all, I'm just going to let Mark go because he flat out loves the Ronin S. What did you think the moment that you opened up the box and started playing with a Ronin S. Well, that was actually before I was an avid fan. Uh, when I first saw the Ronin S, I uh, I really didn't know. I was eager to learn. I was eager to see what its capabilities were. Uh, and as I started studying it, you know, taking some of the DJI tutorials, using it on shoots, I came to realize that the Ronin S is probably uh, the best addition to the video arsenal we've probably ever made. It really does strike that perfect balance between uh, portability, functionality, and quality, and capability, and scalability. I mean, I could I could go on and on about it. Well, here's the funny thing about this, is that just about <clears throat> two years ago, two and a half year, years ago, we, we purchased the Ronin MX, and you said the same thing. What makes the Ronin S better than the Ronin MX? Well, that was true for the Ronin M back then. And, you know, it still has a place, too. Uh, but it just goes back to vers- uh, being versatile. Um, the, the Ronin S really does provide the, the same uh, smoothness that the Ronin M does, but it takes it just a step further. We can use the Ronin S on pretty much any type of shoot, whereas the Ronin M was really geared to more very robust, uh, long duration, all day shoots. And the, we've used the Ronin M on small and large projects. And it's just, it, it's one of those rare uh, pieces of equipment that you really don't have any trade off. Like you get the portability without sacrificing quality. You get the scalability without, you know, uh, the logistics that come with that. So like perfect example, the Ronin M, very robust, but you need to carry some batteries around with you when you take the Ronin M on a shoot because that, that thing's a beast. It really drains drains the batteries down, you know. The Ronin S provides the same thing the Ronin M does, but one battery will last you almost 12 hours. I mean, what's happening here is DJI is a very serious company, and they're serious about making good products, and they're improving upon these products. So, you know, like you said, you know, I said the same thing about the Ronin M. I'm saying it about the Ronin S now whatever they come out with next, it's probably going to take the Ruin S a step further. I mean, this is a great company, and I'm happy to buy to get these products from because it's really taking our production to the next level. So real quick, let's talk about what it looks like, and let's talk about if you could describe the Ronin S. Um, I, I'm going to give my short piece real quick. It reminds me mm-hmm. of 
uh, a lot bigger brother of the Osmo, but yeah. it doesn't have yeah. a built-in camera. You have to put your own camera on it, um, right? Like a DSLR. Um, but it it also some cameras, some of the bigger cameras, it's too heavy for it. So talk about what it looks like, how the size of it, and uh, give us a description of it. Well, the Ronin S comes in three parts that you have to put together and assemble each time that you use it. It comes with a stand, which is a tripod-type stand at the bottom. That screws into the handle, which is also the battery. So they put the battery inside the handle. And on top of that is the gimbal itself, which contains controls and uh, charging apparatus. And there is actually a fourth component, which is the plate that you, you add to your camera. And then the camera goes on top of the gimbal. So five parts all together, including your camera. Yeah, it looks kind of like the Osmo or what's the name of the one that has the iPhone on the gimbal? Osmo One? or It's Osmo Mobile. Or, Osmo Mobile. It actually, to me, it looks like a big Osmo Mobile. Uh, yeah, and it's about, I would say, two feet long, um, maybe eight inches wide, and you can you can hold it with one hand. I mean, it is kind of heavy. You got it'll definitely work out your forearms. Uh, but in terms of you know being practical, you know the Ronin M is pretty much a two two hand show. So, how long from the moment that you open the case until it's completely set up? Roughly, I would say about ten minutes for me. If I was going to do what I call a basic balance, that's my that's my nerd jargon coming out there. Uh, but but to do a thorough balance, I would say ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it, it's faster setup than the Ronin MX, wouldn't you say? It is slightly faster. Yeah, just the Ronin MX has a few more little parts. You got to uh, oh. It, Actually, that's a good. That brings me to another good point. Is that the Ronin S uh, engines, the, the electronic motors, are actually a lot stronger than the MX. So if you were in a very uh, run and gun situation, you could uh, throw the Ronin S together pretty quickly and not have to worry about such a fine tuned balance because the engines can kind of compensate for not having a perfect balance on the camera. Whereas on the Ronin M, you need to you need to take a little bit more time to get the balance just right. Let's talk about some of the features and functionality that just make it awesome. Uh, two things that stick out in my mind that I think are awesome additions is the fact that you can leave the tripod um, attached to it as a handle and immediately spread it out and set it down. So that's one, which makes it a lot different from the MX because while you were shooting with the MX, I was running around with the uh, with the stand and the second is mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to turn the camera upside down and get a shot in a tight spot than the MX. Yeah, you saw, you saw me shooting like that yesterday, didn't you? I did. So talk about yeah. those two features <laughs> that make it easier for you and a few other features that you love. Well, the, the awesome thing about this product is it's so deep that I'm still learning all the features. I've only scratched the surface. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of software features. You can, you can do a panning time-lapse now with the Ronin S itself. Uh, there's something called sport mode, which is what you were talking about, which is where you hold down a certain button on the Ronin S. And what it does is it locks the gimbal motors in place. And when that happens, you can turn the camera upside down, around, do whatever you need to. 
to get the shot you want, which is, you know, I was on a shoot yesterday where I needed to do that. Uh, there are various modes you can use. Um, I mean, it covers any situ- situation, really. You can, you can uh, fine-tune how sensitive the gimbal motors are if you want, like, a smoother track. You're, like, riding in a car and you want to, like, smoothly track out the window. You can program the motors to softly glide the camera around, uh, which is, you know, complete contrast to sport mode where it's a very rigid lockdown shot. There's controls on the Ronin S. There's a joystick on the Ronin S. You can just stand there and move the camera around with the joystick if you want to. Um, geez, there, there's so much stuff. There's a, there's a trigger on the Ronin S. If you hold down the trigger, it completely freeze up the gimbal motors as opposed to locking them down. So no matter how much you're moving around, the gimbals will keep the, the camera in place. So I, like I said, I'm just scratching the surface. There's a lot more to learn about this thing, and I'm excited to do that. One of the things from someone that manages all the production for our company and our clients is portability. We have really, mm-hmm. uh, here at Great Digital Group, really worked hard to become more portable with the way that we do our production so that we can work faster, more efficient, more ex- more portable. And an example would be is we were on a production uh, for Clemson University and we wanted to capture an experience of someone attending uh, the Clemson South Carolina football game this past November. And so um, taking the Ronin MX inside of a large crowd of 85,000 people would have been a lot, really hard. And also it would have brought a lot of attention to the production. Whereas the Ronin S is so portable, you can literally hold it in front of you and people don't really notice that it's there. And you can um, weave in and out of people without a big uh, bar that's going across the top of the camera and potentially hit someone. So the portability side is a massive upsell for me, especially in places where we've got to get into tight spots. And another thing that I really love about it, you know, from a production standpoint, is with children. The really big Ronin MX, and I say really big, I mean, it, it, this is a relative, conver- relative conversation, is that a child sees that big piece of equipment and their eyes just got get locked on it. Once again, the Ronin S is a little bit more compact and you can hide it a little bit better and get shots of children where they don't really focus in on a qu- piece of equipment that's surrounding them. What, what are some other thoughts that you have? Well, the portability thing for me, I mean, you know, deep down, I'm like, I'm a quality person, really, when it comes down to it. I love having no stone unturned, you know, beautiful, every shot beautiful, but that's just not practical all the time. With the Ronin S, you get portability without having to sacrifice anything on the quality side, which is something I didn't really know was possible or not, but it really is. I mean, we we get that portability aspect, but it has all the functionality of the Ronin M. And I think it like it goes back to my first statement is that this really this really does strike the perfect balance. Let's talk real quick as we get close to the end of this podcast about recommendations for organizations considering it. Obviously this is a perfect fit for a small to medium size, even large production company or digital agency that has content creators on staff. 
to do video production. But for an organization like a large, medium-sized healthcare system, um, is this piece of equipment good for the marketing coordinator or the on-staff content person? Who Who is this piece of equipment good for? Well, a lot of that is personal preference, but there's a few questions you probably need to ask yourself before you consider purchasing this. I'm not sure I would recommend it to a marketing coordinator, uh, but if you're someone that has your own DSLRs, you like working with DSLRs, and you're just looking for something to add some smoothness to your production, this would be an amazing fit for your department. Uh, now, if your primary objective, you know, like a marketing coordinator, if you're doing a lot of fast social media stuff, the RUNS could still work, uh, but there may be a few more practical options out there for you. So just ask yourself those questions first. But overall, this could theoretically be a, a really great fit for almost anybody. Um, who do you see immediately working with this piece of equipment inside of a, a healthcare or a large organization that does production? Uh, if, if you're an in-house video production team within a healthcare organization, that's, that's the first uh, person or people that would come to mind in terms of this being a good addition. Uh, you know, I used to work in an in-house department and uh, Looking back to the, a lot of the work we used to do, this, this really would have uh, helped out. So I would definitely recommend it to them. Absolutely. Let's talk quickly about price. Uh, this is priced at, I think it's a right around uh, the 700 mark, like $699 to $700. So it's um, less than the um, Ronin MX. But the price point also allows you to really think about the camera that you're going to put on it. We use a uh, Canon 5D Mark IV with this camera to shoot either 1080p or um, uh, 4K imagery uh, with different lenses. Um, we also can put a Rode microphone on top of that camera uh, and we've done it many times to get quality, good quality audio, and it still balances really well. And we've also put um, some of the smaller Canon cameras on it as well, like the M50. Um, but we have mm -hmm. found that that camera uh, has a hard time balancing because it's so light. The gimbals are actually heavier than the camera itself. So it, you need a, a, a decent size DSLR on that, on this uh, Ronin S to really maximize the possibilities of this uh, 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 of this gimbal. Wouldn't you say so, Mark? Yeah, and that, that's actually one of the very few downsides uh, to it, to the very strong gimbal motors that they put on the Ronin S is that very light cameras just don't have enough weight uh, to provide enough resistance to those engines for, for the software within the component to respond. So that's actually a good point that I forgot to bring up. You do have to have a good mid-level size camera in order for it to work properly. Well, we appreciate all to all our listeners to tuning in. Yep. Uh, we really love the Ronin-S. We're big fans of DJI. Um, and so, you know, check it out. Uh, there are probably many places out there like lensrentals.com that possibly have it for you to rent it, to check it out. But for, uh, for Mark Berry and Bobby or two, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great week.
This show is made possible in part by the Social Health Institute. Through research and partnerships with healthcare organizations around the country, the Social Health Institute explores new and innovative ways for hospitals, healthcare organizations to develop and enhance their social media and digital marketing strategy. To learn more about the Social Health Institute, visit them online at socialhealthinstitute.com. That's socialhealthinstitute.com. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health. Thank you.